Greetings, ladies and gents. Once again, another special MVP guest. We got Justin from Genre Exposure. Hello, nice to be here. Hello, hello. So I just thought we'd kind of do a, just a casual roundup of just kind of the pros and cons of just like some of the Blu-ray companies we've had experience with. Mostly right, constructive awesome. and positive, but just it's just interesting because like anyone who does podcasting knows eventually, even if you say I'm not familiar, you're eventually going to be familiar because <laughs> you'll see a <laughs> review of it or... Right, and you keep seeing like these that. like label little logos on the spines and stuff. Oh, totally. So just as a rundown of some of the various stuff, we're gonna, yeah, we're going to talk about Shout Factory and its spinoff, Scream Factory, Vinegar Syndrome, 88 Films, Cinema Cult, Scorpion Releasing, Arrow Video, Twilight Time, Olive Films, Ronin Flicks, and Kino Lover, and Killer. Culture Shock. So there's plenty of stuff for everyone here, but we're just going to get the general gist of it. So I brought some deep cuts, too. Oh, snap. Especially <laughs> if it's involving multiple cuts on one disc. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Dawn of the Disc is also a very helpful Facebook site. Oh, yeah, you absolutely need to follow them if you're into collecting at all. Yeah, and I, I think the other issue is I see other people say, oh, only I do only streaming or I'll do it. But, yeah, mm -hmm. you know, I got to get it opening day because it'll sell out. <laughs> and I'm more of the type, I don't know about you, you know, I three years ago, I was buying out eBay once a week. I was just like, hey, I got found a good deal or I made a counter offer. You know, I'll buy that, you know, $60 one for 45 you know, mm -hmm. shipping, <laughs> boom. And there's been some great ones. And it is fun even just looking at the various sites, not just on like the official Blu-ray.com or forums, but also just mm -hmm. like, uh, you know, people would compare the Twilight Time release, like a, a, the Night of the Living Dead remake versus another release. And it was just cool seeing even which ones, especially with the Punisher movies and a few other just like region free Blu-rays that happen to be like produced in Germany or <laughs> yeah. Japan, but they were region free. So you, they would play anywhere. Uh, and I even had to unlock my PS3 because I hadn't used it in a while, but Apparently, you know, it was of the older model where it, if you weren't connected to the internet, it had the security protocol to prevent mm, yeah. leggers. And I brought that up with other people and only like every time, like one out of 15 were like familiar with it. They're like, oh yeah, that's a vaguely vague memory. I haven't had to deal with that. It must not be a new feature on newer models. I'm like, apparently not. But if you got an old, older, like when it was first big, like post- Yeah, like the post chunky seven, one. Yeah, the China Gate. Uh, yeah, Blu-ray from like- samsung or best buy or <laughs> sam's club you know like yeah it's it's uh, this is that and the ps freeze and even you know when you get the ps4 it probably won't be a problem but the the very newer first edition is like you gotta remember to be connected to the internet at all times or you can't play shit <laughs> yeah i eventually just invested in a region free player yeah you were wiser i will probably have to do that i just don't know when because yeah, i think i think that's eventually like the question you have to put yourself to if you collect <laughs> if you collect and so many people will balk at us also like it's like oh you're only going to watch the special feature once i'm like yeah but i go more for it because like for instance like there's new i have the apocalypse now one i'll be collecting the newly released uh free cut of uh touch of evil it's like it's fun to see all the different cuts let alone oh, yeah. the newly recorded commentary tracks that aren't just you know old features ported over 
for the release. Um, there's movies like, again, like Hardware and Johnny Mnemonic and even Death Machine that are cyberpunk, you know, nightmare fuel. And amazing. Hard, I love Hardware. Totally. And they're all way better, just not only in these presentations, but also just seeing them on cut. And most people in America, if they rented it from video stores or saw them in theaters, it was like they were all hackneyed up by the studios, you know, for content, oh, yeah. just to put more butts in seats. And they suffered. You would always watch them and be like, that was boring. And it's like, well, if you're watching on cable TV, you also got barely a movie just because of the content. <laughs> but also, yeah, it is kind of shitty because basically most of the movie is missing. It doesn't make any sense because all the key stuff they cut out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I grew up with like USA Up All Night and uh, Monster Vision on TNT. So for a lot of stuff like these releases were the first time I ever got to see them uncut. I, I forgot that. Yeah, they would release some of them. Like, like they'd leave the violence uncut and maybe you know, edit yeah. out a few words and tits. But <laughs> <laughs> occasionally there might be some colorful words like shit or bare butt that would make it in. But yeah, that's just it. That was the beauty of exactly. cable. But it's just like you say, is like that was also kind of the other way uh, the movie channels were the same way is like mm -hmm. uh, unless you want to you're a retailer and, and same thing with vhs is like they're 50 bucks and now 50 bucks is like nothing to everybody that's like the average cost of a game and what have you right. and so now yeah it's, we're just back at square one it's like do you want to release buy it when it's you know just out or are you going to get it used but on open you know from a reseller you know <laughs> Collectors. The other thing too and like for me really it's just like i just want the movie if i have like the movie in my collection i'm good but like I know like yeah. Vinegar Syndrome, they have the slips and those are like super collectible now for people. Yeah, there, there's a yeah. lot of people doing that too. It, it's like, uh, it, it's like uh, they, they just don't know if they uh, want it just for the artwork. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I now have to be extremely careful. I would, I would fall victim to that almost, almost <laughs> not as stupid as I used to be. I'm still, I'm still slow, but there were moments where I'm like, okay, it says no disc. So why am I even reading this? This is for those who just want the awesome cover art by whoever designed it. I think it's someone, it's not the guys who like they did a few documentaries on posters they designed, but it's pretty close. It's someone who has been in the industry for a while who was doing all the and especially with when Lionsgate was doing their Vestron, like the studios they took over that oh yeah, big VHS hits and decently uh, you know low budget you know you film it for like ten thousand, make two million a theater boom it's a hit and so it is so wild seeing universal lionsgate and uh just even uh, these other acquired companies are just kind of getting with the mojo they're figuring out because it seemed like there were uh, like you said when it started out there were ones where you're just like it's look it was almost as bad as when they were first porting over right vhs movies to dvd you're like you didn't even remaster you just literally did a copy and paste i can still see the <laughs> tracking bar at the top that's ugly <laughs> yeah and so yeah blu-ray it did seem like at first like they were just going into like iMovie or something i know i even saw some <laughs> indie filmmakers have uh unusual uh theories about it and i was like i wouldn't doubt it it probably is a satellite tv rip they're <laughs> cheap at a gas station but there are other ones it's like I'm noticing some serious difference but not by too much and then there's others like well this I, i'm just glad to have this on blu-ray and then there are others where it's like jesus not even any special features just the trailer come on <laughs> but I, I think the best is yet to pass i think everyone just needs to just keep 
doing petitions like they used to do for like good TV shows on DVD, I think is one where it's like, if you just, there's a way to show your voice and eventually there is some programmer or producer who is looking at forums, seeing what people think. Mm-hmm. Hell, upload it to YouTube and see. If, Track the numbers. You're right. Someone will eventually say, hey, if I'm getting. Which that's really, that's really like an untapped area too. Like there's so many TV shows that have kind of just like floundered and gone lost and maybe not even made the jump to DVD at all. And it just makes you, that's so true. And for a while, it seemed like it was music rights, but then it was just others. It's like, they just like did the syndication for a while. And then I guess they just weren't enjoying the ratings. And then they just figured, mm-hmm. well, it's hot overseas. I'll release it there. I'm like, no, release it over <laughs> here. Someone will watch it. And so I am glad with what Hulu's done with getting just all the other untapped gems in the Fox vault, you know, TV oh, yeah. vault up. But then there's been other ones like from, uh warner and universal and it's like they've been uploading on there i'm like see those are fun the, i'm those are good exclusives for you to have but there are still some untapped ones that i'm like yeah so no one's going to be able to get any kind of release from this unless you want to go on to daily motion or youtube and right like what's the one show i think it's werewolf they've like tried to release that so many times and it, i think it might have finally got a foreign release somewhere but uh, chicago you know that, hopes another you can find it yeah. like in the uk but everyone else I ask them, it's like, oh, they're familiar with David E. Kelly's other hit shows like The Practice and Kelly Law. I'm like, yeah, but Chicago Hope, it's, it's a great dark comedy. It's even in the same universe as St. Elsewhere. And there's another one. <laughs> Everyone's heard about it's how it's part of all these universes, but it's hard to find anyone who, unless they're an 80s kid, who's actually seen it. So it's right, right. <laughs> on Hulu, and that's the only way you're going to be able to see it. And I've had fun actually watching shows like that and Highlander on there because there are times where you can tell the tape whoever uploaded the tape it's just very well worn out mm-hmm. <laughs> someone replayed it on the programming booth a few too many times <laughs> and but that's so true too there are so many others it's like if you didn't tape them off usa or nick at night or <laughs> yeah it's like just lost forever and it's also a shame too because sometimes these infamous movies that had a cult audience they'd have like different cuts <laughs> it's like the content we cut out that isn't safe to air we got all these extra scenes of guess what character development <laughs> and it has been a shame that even with just other movies that shout factories release is like they couldn't even get the tv edit <laughs> mm-hmm. so there's some too like um uh clive barker's nightbreed they had the whole like cabal cut that was like a huge deal for a long time and yeah finally remastered it and 88 films in twilight time which the latter which ceased operations in 2020 have yeah, been able to yeah, rest in peace. I still got, I'll I'll buy your rapid fire Blu-ray, but it's gonna be when it finally gets down to forty bucks. I can't spend a hundred on that one. But yeah, it's like there are other ones. It's like uh, they they've even. I wonder how they did it, where they were isolating the film score from the mm-hmm. movie because it's like it, it. They did it, I think, raw without, and they must have just used some really good sampling technology, where it's like they could digitally remove. Uh, any of the other audio i guess maybe they took the dvd or blu-ray itself and separated the various audio layers so uh, probably so yeah 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 it's so (laughs) cool how just like a playstation disc you can put that in your cd player and it'll play the movie score (laughs) which that amazes me with like vinegar syndrome some of the stuff that they release it's films that have no right looking as good as they do but then they're just so gorgeous so gorgeous and it was interesting how them and Ronan Flex were 
even Kino Lover to some extent that were just taking movies that were like drive how drive in type mm-hmm. stuff back in the day. And if it's not a grindhouse thing, then it's just like some other just extremely violent or, you know, sexually perverse movie that's like <laughs> they are the only ones to do that. They yeah. know someone who worked at some drive in theater has some print of it will play pay give both arms and both legs just to have it, you know. <laughs> So I wouldn't be surprised if people are even outsourcing and just selling stuff to them. They're like, sure, we'll take it. <laughs> yeah. We know a perverted audience will love this movie. <laughs> I mean, clearly they're still in the game, so they're doing something right. They're doing something right. I guess they just have tapped into that, just the shock value sells. It's like someone <laughs> wants some of these video nasties or classic porn or just bizarre creature features that have never looked better than they have now and. <laughs> Blue Underground's another one. They were kind of doing stuff like the Maniac Cop movies. and mm-hmm. Love those. All their Fulci releases are amazing, too. I still need to get a bunch of those. And it is wild how Fulci, it, like, it took his Seven Doors of Death-like trilogy to kind of be admired, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it was like, yeah, I mean, The Void played very well at giant screenings. And I can totally see why it is a perfect Dante's Inferno kind of tour de force. And then, yeah, uh, he... Enzo G. Castellini, it's the side story. Uh, him, Enzo, and uh, Joe Amato. I would often all get confused because they were pretty much, they all had the same kind of career. Do, <laughs> do a Giallo movie that Argento, Dario Argento didn't sign up for, then do a Southern Gothic, you know, yeah, with some gory shock content, and then do some porn, and then do some Greek tragedy, you know, for like a local Italian station, and then. <laughs> Uh, do a Mad Max or Escape from New York or Terminator or whatever, you know, like the weapon yeah. knockoff. <laughs> do I love that about Italian cinema at the time, man. They just threw everything at the wall to see what would stick. See what would stick. Some of them are very entertaining because they got like a classic actor from a beloved 60s or 70s show on vacation in Greece. And then <laughs> yeah. there's other ones where it's like they're bad, but it is a fun, you know, there's a reason this showed on Joe Bob or Mystery Science. It is that so mm-hmm. bad it's good cheesy fun and then there are others where it's like well i don't know how i feel but kind of <laughs> like a yeah giallo or even a dogma movie it's gonna shock someone or leave you talking so you're just like well i just it's a cult movie i want to know more about and there's something to it and so this is what the whole point of being a film buff is just seeing bizarre <laughs> and unusual and tough to describe movies and uh oh yeah I have heard bad things about Kino Lover's customer support, and that's kind of a shame because I really do like their remastering. It's like they really do their hardest to make get out all the grain in even the oldest of 30s and 40s type movies. Mm-hmm. I think they go a little forgotten too, like just with what they release. There's a lot I, of good stuff in there, but like I don't know, I just don't see it come up in conversation too much. Not too much, and it's like they figured out how to sell, but not as much as like vinegar or shout which seem to have really always have a very active uh, facebook and oh, yeah. twitter presence and it's weird it's like kino lover it's like i see on a lot of people on the blu-ray forums really love their quality of their work but really constantly hate having to deal with customer support like on responsive <laughs> emails and have you and pre-ordering there's sometimes they don't know when it's coming around and they're like did you just i can't cancel my you know debit card you know <laughs> am i gonna get my product and so it seems like you gotta wait for them on a while for a while and or just any of these companies in general just 
because you want to w- wait for the price to go down, you know, <laughs> come down from 60 to 40, then we'll buy. And that's the thing too, like a lot of people wait for the sales, but I'm sure they get every company gets like slammed during those sales, just like crazy amounts of purchases and stuff. I think they totally do. And I, it's so weird how uh, they're pretty good at remastering. And yet at the same time, um, it's also just a matter of how much do you want a movie to be remastered? Because eventually the <laughs> materials are going to run out pretty soon. They're going to probably be saying, Hey, we need, you know, a 6k release not a 4k right. release a 6k you know, or some crazy aspect ratio that'll be too expensive to buy by that point <laughs> yeah i know uh blue underground a lot of those fulci ones they've started doing those in 4k then, i'm kind of i'm kind of iffy on like do i need to make that jump yet i don't know uh code red scorpion releasing and arrow for a while was the hardest that their complaint was you had to double check on the release if it was past i think 2020 they started making it region free Mm, yeah and that's just that is like <laughs> so <laughs> like you say it's wise to just get a region free player just in the sheer case that you don't have any reference to look at and determine whether it'll actually play on your home platform but mm-hmm. uh Severin films i know many podcasters swear by because they kind of like vinegar love go them. into a mixture uh kind of like what shout does they'll take the 80s cult movies that you probably only got a vhs release and then they'll do uh just again just kind of like what vinegar does just the sleazy trashy or just (laughs) uh you know little scene movies that have not been played since the drive-in days you know they might have been shown on like the movie channels and that was it (laughs) yeah i know when i want some sleaze i go to severin yeah severin and uh, sometimes it's just it's a violent exploitation film and it just had you know one or two not safe for work scenes and there's other times where it's just it's just like you say it's a cult underground kind of movie mm-hmm. and it's just like yeah i'm hearing people talk about this this sounds like my kind of shock value so sure let's do it and but i've been really impressed with their like push on the box sets like they did that al adamson collection yeah and then he, yeah and then that was like an insane release entirely uh, and then they don't did, know like, he was the mentor of Graydon clark and some of the other biker movie yeah. guys and he did some other bizarre ones where it just basically the whole plot would be a bunch of satanists like go after a couple on the road or some shit you know? yeah the cheesiest stuff but man there's so much fun and his life is crazy too and that set comes with the documentary like about everything that happened to him and that's almost a horror movie in itself well and that's the best part about these they are able to justify their cost because mm-hmm. it's not just see a great movie or see a movie I heard good things about or want to see or has the cheesy trashy so bad is good. It's also, yeah, like you say, it comes with the booklets and all these exclusive documentaries and stuff is like, this is not going to play on, you know, a channel anytime soon or Netflix. This is, if you want it, it's all here. So if you're a aficionado, if you're following some cult filmmaker who hasn't really been covered since a random IFC, you know, documentary. <laughs> yeah. This is, you know, and even the independent film channel has kind of given up that model. I don't even know why they're still around. They're just, let's show popular movies and shows now with an occasional acclaimed indie. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it seems like every market has had to adapt. Everyone's playing a ratings game. and mm-hmm. uh, But I think a lot of the questionable Blu-ray companies have since exited the building since they either didn't have the price to keep going or they got enough of a bad rating to where everyone was like, no, I'm no longer buying your product. You know, it was kind of like the, 
it started with the HD DVD versus Blu-ray model. And it was like, okay, mm-hmm. so Blu-ray won out, but you guys were using the same technology labs. So the whole, it was all about, it wasn't about, you know, laser disc versus DVD anymore. It was now, <laughs> Hey, now it's, you know, what, what company is producing it? And am I going to get a pretty damn good release? You know, mm-hmm. are they going to have the same elements as the DVD I grew up liking, you know, and, yeah, sure. There's going to be cases where it's like, okay, I own both, you know, free versions of the movie, you know. <laughs> it's hard too because some of those special features, like there's rights tied up in those themselves that you might not be able to retrieve for the next mm-hmm. release. We'll return after these messages. Do you ever find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between Goku and Superman? Hi, I'm James Gavsey, and on the Who Would Win show, me and my co-host Ray ignore anything important happening in the outside world and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games. We got a new show every week, and almost always am I the winner. Yeah, not true, Ray. In the past, we've discussed such matches as Captain America versus Darth Vader, Solid Snake versus the Iron Giant, classic matchups like RoboCop versus Terminator, and even the Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com. We let things pile up in the DVR. We add them to our queues. We wait for the DVDs and Blu-rays. We time shift. The Time Shifters podcast. Sci-fi, horror, fantasy, superheroes, comedy, action, film, television, maybe some not-so-current events. Find us on iTunes or at timeshifterspodcast.com. Cool thing about Blind Knowledge is we are in multiple countries. We are worldwide all across the globe. We are in the U.S. We are in the U.K. We are in Canada, Germany, India, Japan. We're in Australia, y'all. Blindknowledge.com. Now back to the feature presentation. Dragon Ball Z, One Piece, Naruto, all things that we love, all manga that were originally published in the legendary magazine Weekly Shonen Jump. But not every series can run for 300 chapters and have a hit anime. This is David. This is Jordan. We're the hosts of Shonen Flop. Each episode, we look at manga that ran and jumped that didn't quite make it. We discuss what it did wrong, what it did right, how the series could have turned itself around, and ultimately, was it a flop or not? Run all your favorite podcast apps, and you can find us at shonenflop.com. Keep on flopping, floppers. Uh, or it just it just wasn't on the table. This is like mm. uh, Shout Factory did a pretty cool collection of the whole homicide, life on the street thing, and people were like, it doesn't look like that much of a different release. I'm like, I'm just glad they re-released it. You don't have to get those older, outdated DVDs. <laughs> this came with a newly packaged, different dill with some of the same special features. That's a win for me. But there are other people who you don't know if they really know what they want or if they're even the best to criticize it. They just were going to bitch about it one way or the other. So you do of, have of to course. take that. Yeah. As anything is, like you say. But there is a moment where he's like, okay, I'm seeing you don't like these kinds of releases, so I'm going to not take your recommend on this. But if I am just hearing that, yes, this is just a very bizarre presentation and Mm -hmm. it's kind of like when you would see on when when everyone was gaming you would go to different gaming sites and yes there's going to be the ones who are pretentious and the ones who are kind of more about my thoughts on this is like yes (laughs) simple it out and then eventually you cut through the grease and you actually 
determine what's a recurring issue that everyone's having and then apply that to you. Do I have an issue with this? No, right. no or yes, I do, but it's not as noticeable or oh, I totally do. This is a terrible release. I'm waiting for a better version. So <laughs> it, some one of that made it me also, sad. Uh, and it, speaking of Kino Lorber, they did uh, the Lost Highway release. Oh, and they had they? all they had all these special features they wanted to have involved. And I don't know something with the discussions with David Lynch and everything else. I think what is it? He doesn't like it if you can skip chapters and stuff on his films when they have the home media releases. <laughs> and so he ended up like pulling all the special features that he had that they could like take to put on there. So it's like this bare bones disc. It's got the film. It's got the trailer. I heard about that. I thought yeah, it was that's Twilight Time. It. There was like a region free presentation, but yeah, it's, uh, there's been other ones that everyone forget. There is a Blu-ray out of it, but it's a matter of have you sought it out? And it is so like you say, it, it does stink how sometimes they do promise and other times they do have to give an apology because sometimes it's been crowdfunded. Other times it's been highly anticipated. Uh, yeah. Shout Factory is releasing Brian De Palma's Femi Fatal sometime this year. Oh, uh, awesome. Shout out to Slept on Cinema. I did a guest spot on theirs where they determine <laughs> nice. movies that have a 50% or lower score on Rotten Tomatoes and if it is a crowd pleaser or not. But um, hmm. long story short, we all liked it. But you know, I've seen it many times, but it was funny how I was like, I, I don't, I'm predicting this. I'm like, maybe they'll have the special features from both the French and the US Blu-ray, or is it just going to be a port over and it's maybe one mm. or two new feature reds, or is it just going to be the same shit, but it's looks great <laughs> in Blu-ray. So I don't know. I'm keeping expectations low because I understand it. it. It could easily be, I promise you the world. And what do you know? You know, it's just like with movies where, they would have to change stuff or remove disclaimers as soon as they could. The minute they realized that person they put on the poster at the cons film, you know, yeah, wasn't going to attract the investors or just had a scandal in today's world now. <laughs> or or yeah, that can be a quick death for a release. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, or yeah, no, I totally got to retitle this, and this actor is not going to do this as much as I would like them to do it. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, it does stink how, yes, you got to deal with some of the best filmmakers and they can be real prickly on sometimes because it's just like they just don't understand what the deal is. It almost makes you wonder how it's kind of like when uh, TV creators would often get notes and sometimes they'd be fired or given more restrictions. And it makes you wonder, did they just kill the messenger when some, you know, studio head came over or could... (laughs) Could they have just pulled a Conan O'Brien and just done the whole, yes, and by the way, it's your idea, you know, stroke mm-hmm. their ego, and then they leave them alone the rest of the time. It, you, you, it does make you wonder, <laughs> how did you phrase it? Or did it not matter either way? Something was going to, some changes were going to be forced. Mm-hmm. And so it is almost just like when you see people complaining about something, it makes you wonder if they're just loyal to the creator and agreeing with every word they're saying versus... Yeah, it's a corporate piece, you know, by a opposing rival of the company, or if, like you say, it legit, it's just, it, it's just a very disappointing thing for most customers. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so, yeah, uh, when, when I look at the reviews, sometimes I take even the Dolby Digital thing with a grain of salt because if you're a sound head, you're gonna think everything kind of sounds bad after a while, you know? Oh yeah. That's like sometimes when they really like narrow down on those reviews and like get into the nitty gritty of like the film quality and stuff. Like after a point, I'm like, I don't know if I really see, see what they're talking about anymore. Yeah. It's like, if I have a regular pretty good 1080 
<laughs> uh, you know, video playback and sound system, I'm probably not going to notice what you're talking about. Maybe right. I notice on a big screen, but you know, not everyone has a home theater or a projector. So it really does depend. And other times it's like, well, okay, so maybe it's not Zach and it's 80% of the release I got, which is better than nothing at all. And so then other times, yeah, it's 50, 50 where it's like, okay, so this is my backup disc and I'm still waiting for the best of the best presentation to come along. But that's the other thing too. Yeah. It's just like, I, some movies are worth having different versions of and then there are other ones where it's like i'm gonna pick and choose there's three different blu-ray companies that did this version and i just got to see what's the first edition and what's the more affordable solution mm -hmm. i can have it both ways I, I had to do that even with some of the companies that especially a lot of the paramount and uh, fox ones that they quickly adjusted their special fe features for continual releases so you wanted to get in some cases the first run releases that had all the juicy special features and uh, i feel like i own the friday the 13th series like four different times now at this point oh, there you go <laughs> i'd like to say i think the screen factory one is like the definitive edition but there's still more they could put in there so oh uh, that it's very convenient be it too i mean uh, the Shout Factory ones, I, I'm never, I have yet to be disappointed by them. It seems like some of the ones were just people expecting, again, just every single feature. Yeah, the like, world. But for, in some cases, that's some people's first version of the movie they grew up loving and owned. So mm -hmm. there's that too. So it's like, yeah, you, you don't know how much of the people complaining are just people who, uh, you know, have just gotten over from trolling Reddit and YouTube videos <laughs> went on over there and then there are other ones where it's like are you just here to just ask difficult questions and then there are other ones where it's like yeah well yeah i kind of would like to not to jump on the bandwagon i would kind of like to know mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah one i think about a lot with that is uh evil dead trap that uh, unearth films put out oh yeah the um, German amazingly exploitation. amazingly crazy japanese exploitation film but there was a lot of complaints that like the subtitles get out of sync later on in the film and i watched my copy and i'm like Maybe it's like by a second, but it's not enough that it like throws you off at all. Yeah, I, I have seen only like maybe for five seconds questions about subtitles. Mm -hmm. It seems like for the most part, those were just most companies who were never going to do any English solution. <laughs> but for the most part, any movie that was, you know, already had some English translation or subtitled or what have you. Generally, they do have subtitles. I, yeah. I'm tempted to buy the whole series of 24 on Blu-ray, but you can only get it from Japan. Oh, that, but it that's is kind of crazy. Free, <laughs> and I've given up my old disc set, you know, but at the same time, I do want to see, does it look better on there? But at the same time, the prices are very <laughs> odd. And... I did hear some people complain about subtitles or the numbers being out of sync. Mm, that could be rough, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I guess I'll just stick with Hulu for now. <laughs> Japanese cinema it. is like my number one thing, so I import a ton of stuff. It is kind of weird how easy it is to import. And some of them, it's like they had that fail safe at times. And then after a while, it's like once they started doing the region free thing, especially for mm. Arrow video they're like screw it yeah well we'll let you import it to your itunes or amazon fire or whatever do it <laughs> yeah, i remember arrow did the the box set for the house films all four oh, and wow. in the, 
the U.S. the rights, they could only do the first two films, and then the other two, like someone else had the rights to them. So it was like the U.S. got one and two, and then the British release had all four in like a nice box set. Yeah, and yeah. Kind of like you know on the slide. Oh, it's it's region free by the way. So I like ran and made an Amazon UK account to pick that up. That's pretty much what you got to do is like just yeah. create all these separate accounts, uh, give them permission. Yes, we accept you know international shipping and pay <laughs> yeah. additional fees, and yeah, it is kind of funny how. Uh, it's like we knew house free as the horror show over here. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's been a Blu-ray release of it, just not by that company or by that's up to date. But yeah, it's like the UK guys who owned it and got in on it, and the whole craze is like you got to bypass that whole option. <laughs> and then, like you say, sometimes there are times where it's like, you know what? I don't care about subtitles or whatever. I can fucking hear. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm gonna give up movie watching when you know that when I can't hear anymore, but yeah, there are other ones where <laughs> it's like, it does give you that old gist. It's like, Hmm. Well, I don't know. <laughs> how much do of... I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. How much do I care about that option? And there are other times where it's just like, <laughs> uh, it seems like there are some nitpickers who, right. Yeah. Cause you've got, if the first free forums are those people bitching is like, that's a lot to navigate. So yeah, put time aside. It's just like when, <laughs> Instead of just being bored and looking for something to watch on Amazon Prime or Netflix, just look up on sites for suggestions. Mm-hmm. And it's like, here are movies or shows that if you like this, you might like that. And it's like, I find that way more productive and even constructive use of my time as opposed to, again, like you say, spending an hour and not finding anything to watch. So the same thing with the Blu-ray companies. It's like, just go to a, <laughs> the forum that you always trust instead of getting into Twitter or Reddit wars or seeing all that bullshit before you get a solid answer on page, you know, five. It's not worth your time. You could have watched a movie by then. You could have watched a movie by then. (laughs) (laughs) That same hour it took you to wade through all that bullshit and people quoting a meme. Yeah, you could have (laughs) already had, thank you. I will totally check out that home invasion movie. I will totally check out that, you know, creature feature that Universal (laughs) Mm re-released. And they re-released their Universal Horror collection a few times speaking of that and that's another one i'm like okay i'm i'm gonna i'm still watching these on spin i still got cable but i'm gonna <laughs> w- i'm gonna determine which one is the better release that i'm gonna probably pick up when it gets down to 20 bucks and which by then there might be the fifth 4k re-release of it probably by then but hey at least i'll have a <laughs> version of it that i will watch and enjoy and probably have again like you say the special features with the booklet and those documentaries you can't get anywhere else. T- Turner Classic Movies or, you know, well, whatever is not going to be playing that. <laughs> yeah. They are. I, I do say, like, Arrow is probably my favorite company. And I do know they have their own streaming service. And they've actually started serving some of their special features on there as, like, just features oh, you can wow. watch. And is this very recent? Like, it just happened this year? Yeah, I'm pretty sure, like, just within the last, like, year or so. I know Criterion Collection has done that for a while. And, you know, mm-hmm. that's been cool because just, like, Shout, they would... And even Disney Plus, they would kind of do the whole, you know, if it was, especially if it was a Janus film release, it's like, okay, you can see the trailer and this one special feature on like Kurosawa or John Ford right. or whatever. And it's, it's here. Or like a video essay breaking down the film or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's a, cl- it's the equivalent of a clickable file when you, on a PS4. But yeah, <laughs> like you say, uh, yeah. So that's cool to know that Arrow did that because I know they in the now defunct Twilight Time is like they were, you know, again, getting all these exclusives like the 
unconvincing PG rated TV cut of a movie that you could play <laughs> at any interval of the scene and get a shits and giggles saying this is what some casual viewers intro to this, you know, not safe to air movie was. That's funny. But uh, yeah, no, I did not know that they now had that. So I will have to definitely look into that. Is it, I take it. It's a, like anything it's a, you know, pay five, 10 bucks a month. Yeah. It's, and I think they serve like arrow and then they have a few other services. They get their films too. So and see that's cool because there's other people is like again they they don't have the budget to get into the streaming numbers it, and you're better off just waiting for the rights to go to like maybe Tubi or Prime to upload that and then yeah there are other ones it's like there's something for everyone you want the physical you got it you want to stream it and see if you like it first or rewatch it because it's been a while you, you can do that here too and it just sucks that we had to have this whole argument, physical versus streaming. It's like, you can enjoy both. There's some where you're going to want to own a copy, and there's others where it's like, I'm good, man. I just saw it the other day. <laughs> and The real problem, though, is that when it's only on streaming and you can't oh, get a physical yeah. copy. That, that, too. And if the internet dies, well, there goes the movie, too. <laughs> And you won't be able to <laughs> have a physical copy of, like, say, a recent movie like No mm-hmm. Exit or The Old Guard. <laughs> if, if Hulu or Netflix dies, <laughs> you know, your best bet might be download a copy from one, two, three movies, and that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the wet, and it's so funny how now, too, when you watch uh, like um, movies on, say, a third party site, that is like instead of TV rip or DVD or Blu-ray rip, now it's web rip. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, and yes, and it looks great because they probably use the best of the best, you know, 4K stream screen still, you know, mm-hmm. apps. Yeah, it's the same files if they press the disc, that's what's going on there. Right, it was, yeah. uh, if you were really advanced, you know, hacking, you know, like it might have been a simple just uh, load into another, you know, video download site and click save page as and boom it's a <laughs> it's a div divx or mp4 file instantly <laughs> <laughs> oh man but yeah no that's cool i that was very eye-opening i i had no idea that arrow got in on that along with criterion and what have you and i i have seen though some people have been like that's why they killed their cable even more recently is like when they saw hbo max and peacock were now there there's like okay cool I don't need to watch what's on NBC or have a HBO account now because right, it's all you know, there. It's all there. And like HBO is going to be airing, you know, it's time Warner. So it's going to also technically be airing whatever's currently on uh Turner classic movies or TNT now for a month. So you got <laughs> access to that. And, uh, but yeah, uh, criterion, I would see a lot of people say is like, I, I just don't have time to buy this expensive, you know, set as much as i want to see this movie remastered or see this classic film for the first time you know i can i can skip the special features in the (laughs) video essay or the booklet and just (laughs) watch it for again five bucks a month so Mm. uh some of those criterion releases like i have the bergman box set and man just like seeing that on the shelf i don't know it radiates happiness for me it radiates happiness yeah there are some where uh hell uh, you want to talk there was like this South Korean company that put out like the David Lean collection, like every fucking movie he had ever oh, made. Wow. And I was like, 
Ooh, that is definitely a 60 bucks I want to spend, but <laughs> can I spend it? And, and will it play? And so apparently everyone was like, yeah, region free. You can, and plays all of them. And, and I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> fortunately by that point, I had seen all his movies. I'm like, well, at this point, I just want to own, you know, Lawrence of Arabia and the best of friends and maybe one other. <laughs> but, yeah. right. Some stuff's like so special to you that there's like an extra significance there for having it in the collection. There's extra significance. And then there's other ones like, Hey, this is going to be my nieces, you know, when she becomes a film bus <laughs> or nephew or cousins or, you know, and, mm-hmm. and now it's even harder. Now I'm seeing, uh, I, I used to be, I would get my sister a popular movie and now she doesn't do physical anymore. I'm like, God damn it. So you're telling me you won't see now you see me or Dr. Strange on a Blu-ray anymore. Okay. Well, fuck. <laughs> what am I going to get now? <laughs> uh, getting, a gift card you're not going to use is not an option. So what do I get you that I know you will actually use? So it's hard to, to now gauge what movie interests are. Some people will just take a t-shirt versus like Mm -hmm. you say, uh, a streaming, you know, trial or, uh, which I always like to like gift a person a movie. Cause that's like, I don't know, you, you go and you watch it and then you can have that conversation about it. But now it's like some people, it's like, you'll give them it. And it's like, well, I could just go watch this on streaming, but thanks, I guess. Yeah, it does suck. <laughs> it, it used to be easy to, here's the activation code, but it sucked when you first started that. It's like, okay, you got 30 days and it's nowhere valid. So do you want me to do it for you? Uh, you know, install this movie on your iTunes and you watch it whenever, what, what, what do I need to do? So it's, I don't throw 50 bucks down the drain. <laughs> but yeah, it, it is one of those. It's like, well, that it is here at the fingers and at the tips of your fingers. So what, what, what's stopping you? <laughs> All right, man, yeah. I'm going to hit you with a deep cut now. <gasps> Tell me if you know this company. Redbox. SRS Cinema. <laughs> SRS. Cinema. I do not. So they release a lot of like indie stuff, a lot of low budget stuff, and they really need more love because they like, they put so much passion into all of their stuff. SRS. Some of it I think is like BDR, like replicated discs, but like it's still oh. good quality. SRS? SRS Cinema. Uh, they got a lot of shot on video stuff. Like they have, uh, they had a release of Tim Ritter's Killer, Killing Spree, which is an amazing film. I see. So they're going to be the, I just had um, uh, J.R. Bookwalter on here and Tim Ritter. It's not mm. this biggest. So that's cool. So like, they're going to release all the, just like the indie guys. Yeah, just out there stuff. And they've gotten into doing like indie kaiju flicks from like Japan and South Korea too. So if you, if you get you that go. stuff, like they're one to keep an eye on that's cool so they i think if i saw them it was because they had like done another overseas version of something else i think vinegar and blue underground had done but no that's cool and that's just it there's always gonna be another company doing Mm -hmm. you know what the other ones and i'm sure it can't be hard for companies to buy from other companies you know especially if you go out of stock or close down and file you know chapter 11 but what do you do then you sell your stuff (laughs) someone Mm -hmm. else will use it so that no that's cool and because for a while it seemed like unless it was like the dead next door or an evil dead type movie is like some of those vhs kind of collector's item movies weren't being seen by anyone (laughs) yeah and then i see some of the other guys who's like they're still hanging on to their old disc and VHS tapes and they keep complaining about a release but they don't want to upgrade and then it's like okay just shut up (laughs) if you don't want a better version what don't deny the other people who do want a better version or 
maybe it isn't a better version. And so again, that's where you leave your two cents saying, hey, mm-hmm. I typically like this company. I was not impressed with this release or oh, must have release for those interested, you know, those listening. <laughs> and and too, eventually like the DVDs are going to go out of print. So like maybe that new version is the only one, the only option. I would not be surprised if Walmart stock crashes. They may very well say, hey, guess what, guys? We're no longer selling DVDs. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And again, my, my 7-Eleven has stopped selling discounted Blu-rays even. So oh, bummer. And some of those were even five bucks. And they're like, wow, really? Already within two years? Man, I'm <laughs> a man getting this for five bucks it's usually still going for 14 or you know 25 and so uh, you know some of that is just because again i've i got rid of all the special features or the fancy you know di- uh you know cover so mm-hmm. i i downsized it and <laughs> sold it for less and still made my money back so uh, but that is also the other fun too is like hey at least i own some version of the movie i can eventually you are going to misplace sets or put them in your own customized, uh, you know, album. <laughs> Here's my album of discs. <laughs> We're on the road. Uh, I mean, I, I still have one of those uh, portable DVD players, but I saw that that same company, you know, had a portable Blu-ray player. So I might oh, wow. even upgrade to that one day. <laughs> say, sure. I, I'm driving around in my car at work. I might have something I want to watch. <laughs> It, all, all you need is a cigarette lighter, you know, to energize the thing and you're ready to go. Boom. Hey, good but, to go. <laughs> but no, that that's very eye-opening too. That is cool to know that there's like just some other, just like not even just third-party sizes. Like <laughs> they're just waiting to be recognized more and more. I just give them five years. Uh, my other shout out I really wanted to mention, uh, do you know shout Third Window? Shout Factory. No, but yeah, seriously. Uh, do you know Third Window Films? i do not so there you go well they're a little more well known but uh they're based in england i think you kind of have to watch because some of their releases are region free and some aren't another so plug just like the Arrow, region free but um they're very focused on japanese and asian cinema and they have so much good stuff and they they really get slept on and need a lot more love uh they have their own like pink films collection they've been doing if oh. you want to get into like some weird japanese erotic cinema well someone out there needs it <laughs> it's not a one porn hub true but that is funny <laughs> like it's like some of them is like they know the kinds of films so they are kind of like the word of mouth it's like mm-hmm. hey, you guys know where to find us but yeah then there are the other ones it's like yeah where do i find you <laughs> well that's like uh synapse too like they put out suspiria and some other big name stuff but then they also have that 42nd street imprint yeah like the, the weirdest like erotic cinema <laughs> <laughs> I would see part of, and that was one of them. I would often, because of the spelling, I got them mixed up with like uh, their logo looked just like the culture shock almost. And yeah, yeah. Synapse is like, okay, uh, Scorpion or Severin, you mean? No, I mean Synapse. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah, and 88 films I would get, and all of the films I would get mixed up all the time because they too, much like <laughs> Blue Underground and uh kino lover is like they were like the fifth or sixth mentioned <laughs> right still mainly mentioning severin and shout factory so that's that's eye-opening so third window films I will. third window films yeah give them some love give them some love and you know obviously twilight time they did some good ones but you know i, I wonder why they went out of uh print i i can't remember the reason for shutting down 
the cool thing about them is like the the guy that was over it, he would record commentaries for like most of the films that they released. Yeah. Well, we, which is we like had a, crazy awesome. It really is. We had one guest on here, Troy Howarth, who calls himself a film historian, and he was asked to do a bunch of commentaries for a bunch of giallo films. Oh, that's awesome. That would be like a dream come true. It really is. And that's just so cool that they got that extra budget. So it's like, hey, you can do it for free or I I can pay you. And you know, some people will do it for free and other people will ask, you know, certain amount and they'll mm-hmm. oblige. But yeah, uh, so much of it is just that. They're looking at whoever's circulating some of those fan forums or Blu-ray sites and they're seeing, hey, you sure do know a shit ton. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I'm with you. It would be cool to get an invite because then you can say, "Hey, I, I talked my ass off about this movie, and I really knew my shit today." You know, it's just like, if you know your stuff about it, it's clearly one you love a lot. So, a thousand percent, and it can be just like giving a speech because it's one that you feel actually matters, as opposed to you know I have to do this for a class assignment or out of mm-hmm, peer pressure. Yeah. It's like, no, I legit want to talk about this because I. I know exactly what people want to hear and I'm going to make sure to not bore you with all this Intel. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of dead ones, uh, draft house films, it was pretty awesome when they were doing releases. Oh, is that part of Alamo draft house? Yeah. A lot of their like featured ones they had there for a while, they would do the uh, home media releases for them. Oh shit. Um, I've heard someone got the early in the game, right? Yeah. I'd heard someone's got the rights to their stuff now and there might be like re-releases of all of those because a lot of them are out of print now and hard to get. Uh, my favorite director is uh, Shion Sono and his film, Why Don't You Play in Hell? That was one of their releases. Mm, damn, so they're going for really, really like 2 a.m. cinema, like yeah. invite-only type stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. Um, shit, I, I mean... There's been some other ones, and it seemed like some of those chains just merged with other ones, and they were worried about people showing up. That's the other problem, too. There were people who were like, oh, the internet's going to go down, or no one's going to go to a theater, and they just had to realize, hey, the, we fell for it the first time. It was called Y2K. You know? <laughs> yeah. No, nothing is crashing. There is no EMP bomb that's going to decimate everything. Everything's fine, guys. Let's embrace it all and uh, give everyone options. So, yeah, I would like to think that yeah, if they're not going to re-release or sell the rights to other home media companies, then hopefully they can, yes, uh, start, you know, the, Blu- the Blu-ray companies can definitely follow an arrow or a criterion and offer a streaming option. And then mm-hmm. the other ones can just keep surprising everyone and being the MVPs who <laughs> want the best looking version of their movie as opposed to a crappy VHS rip on Prime or, uh, you know, uh, straightforward you know theatrical cut on hulu it's like mm-hmm. hey yeah if you want the director's cut which is often the superior version you might want to you know set some extra time and money and go with you and that's the other thing too if you're a film buff you are going by what your friends love and by that point you know what you love and you know what other oh, yeah. people love and it does suck how i do have to tell people it's like okay you saw the tv or cut version of that so yeah you you haven't seen the good movie that's in mm-hmm. there and it does suck. I do have to tell people that. And they're like, ah, and there's just no convincing. I'm going to like, I, I saw it on cable back in 85, 91. It sucked then, it sucks now. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm telling you, 
you haven't seen the actual version of the movie so you probably I'm, I'm telling you you should probably see a better version of it and then there are ones where it's like okay i respectfully disagree i know you're not gonna like either version of this so whatever <laughs> yeah my thing is i have a bad habit of like upselling vinegar syndrome releases to people oh and, and it's hard too they'll end up buying them and then they're like dude that was just garbage what are you talking about <laughs> and i'm like no there, there's something about it though the it's not a good movie, but it's like a fun movie, man. You know, that's too. You do have to gauge early in the conversations. Like, okay, how cheesy do you like your movies? Are you like some of some of their stuff, like uh, <laughs> like Winter Beast and Spookies? Like those two are just so fucking insane. And then like they're not good in any right, but they're just so much fun to watch. Especially if you get. A I few could people. totally handle doing a Blu-ray one of those movies. And then yeah, there's other ones where it's like, mm, I'll rent it. <laughs> I'll buy a $2 digital copy. <laughs> I'm not, uh-huh. <laughs> not going to buy a $40. But yeah, then there are other ones who do have the, I'm totally going to probably buy something stupid like Samurai Cop. I don't know about the room, but I can't fault anyone for buying something like that. Or using, oh, yeah. Like, there are just some of them is like, I do want to see just the outrageous features on how this schlocky movie got made millions of dollars <laughs> later and Yes, uh, th- then it's even funnier when you get, get into the ones which have bypassed all the rights issues, but there's like two to three different like writers or directors in it. And there's like, as a result, like it's the same movie, but it's under two different titles with different, you know, versions and cuts and endings. And it's like, oh, yeah. yeah, those are the batch of crazy movies that are worth your time because now you know, you're going to have to watch each of them three times. It's not, and it's more than just, hey, there's four versions of Blade Runner on Blu-ray. Now it's more, hey, there's literally two different movies that are from the same material that <laughs> I now have to subject myself to because now I'm not going to get any of it all in one take. And yes, <laughs> so, some movies, even when you were buying certain, like you say, art house, like Yakuza films or, uh, you know, very grungy, grunge rock induced horror films or just mm-hmm. a bizarre slasher with <laughs> just very morbid materials. Like, yeah, you're, some of them I have seen once all the way through, but I instantly turned on the film historian talk because I just got that gist. And I was glad I made that hunch because it was that movie that I either liked, but I liked better with the commentary or <laughs> I was only going to watch it once. And it was a good thing I watched it with someone who knew what it was about. that was more entertaining than the movie. So it was like, yeah, that's, that's why you buy the physical media. You, you get so many different takes on it. Then you do just, especially like you say, you don't, you know, post COVID, if you don't have the option to hang in with people or. Right. And some stuff like it, you'll watch it and you want to talk about it, but then no one's seen it. Yeah. So the, the no special features are the closest you're going to get to like someone else who has actually seen it that can talk to you about it. Uh, totally. And sometimes there's just days it's like, yeah, I don't really want to go to Facebook today and just start a, uh, a chat with everyone who may or may not like this or we'll turn mm-hmm. this into a whole different chat. And like you say, there are other ones where it's like, yeah, no, nah, I, that this is. Like you say, this is as close as you get to talking to five people. You got one guy, one or two people talking on the track that know their shit. So, <laughs> so uh, where where can we find you on the interwebs, Justin, outside of Genre Exposure Podcast? And what do you guys got coming up? Um, so uh, we're Genre Exposure, a film podcast. You can find us at genreexposure.com. You can find us on all the fun social media things, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, we do little series of where we'll pick a topic and have some films curated for that. And we'll deep dive, break them down, discuss them right now. We're doing made for TV movies. Which has been yes. super fun. 
You checked out Duel. Duel. Yeah, yeah. You did a good job on that. You and Time Shifter Podcast, I applaud you both for, because most people just go over, oh, one of Spielberg's first movies. They don't talk about it. It's like, this got re-edited as a theatrical movie yeah. overseas. And that's like the well, that, basic of info you can find anywhere, but you guys really hit on it more. It's like, this was like, this is referenced everywhere from the Hitcher to, you know. Oh yeah, it's DNA is like everywhere. And for me, like, I don't know how I had just never caught it. So this was me getting to see it for the first time. And it was just like, ah, oh, it was such I a moment. Out, I think, I think it was like on YouTube back in the day. And then mm-hmm. on occasion, like Turner Classic Movies or somebody would do like a Spielberg focus and it would be on. <laughs> yeah, I remember I think... growing up, it was on TV all the time. And I, I don't know, I just would be like, eh, I don't care. Kind of like and... killed. <laughs> yeah, that's just it too. It was like, I would... I used to be that way too. It's like I w- my, was interested, but that was 10 years ago when I first got into movies now, you know, and mm-hmm. just changed. And then, yeah, it is funny. We get to the second cycle and then all these movies that we kind of wanted to see, but never made time for or saw, but didn't like then, but would totally love now. It's like, now this is the perfect day to find out what you really do love and make time for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and that's why I love our show and what we do, because it, it pushes me to watch stuff I would probably never watch on my own if I was just left to my own devices. And through doing that, I found like so many films I love that I'm like, dude, I would have never found this if not for doing this show. <laughs> this is film studies class, but a fun version. Instead right, of right. debating with assholes in a classroom or telling them to come in on time to class to watch a movie and review <laughs> it, now is like, no, I'm doing my homework. I'm bringing my research before my co host hits record. So, yeah, it is fun to actually just get yourself a time limit. Like, yeah. Yeah, you you decide okay give me a month i will have all seasons of this binge or i will have all these movies in this guy's repertoire you know you know scanned mm-hmm. and uploaded to my th- my brain <laughs> is my memory <laughs> that's great so keep doing good work and stay safe out there all right thanks for having me man anytime Follow us on the web on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The podcast is available on Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor, Apple, and anywhere else podcasts are available. Feel free to review our show and leave comments on any of those sites. Thanks a million for listening. It's a jacked up.